everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. It is our first episode of 2023. We are so excited to bring you a discussion about your favorite shows, including Days of Our Lives and General Hospital and Hacks and Abbott Elementary and everything. We have so much to discuss tonight, but before we get into it all, Let's check in on our co-host. Alan, how are you? I'm okay. Very good. Glad to hear it. Rodrigo, what about yourself? I'm doing well. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year to you too, dear. And then Tiggs, how are you? I'm doing fucking swell, Casey. How are you? I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, we couldn't... <laughs> We could not hear Tiggs initially. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's acting. Yes, he he came at us with those Tanya Walker acting chops. (laughs) Gloria, I cannot continue to lie for you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's where we're starting this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There's no new year, new you on the chat this year. (laughs) No. Keep that same smoke, Casey, okay? Okay. <laughs> nope, same bitches, same mess. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, anyways, uh, Chaz is not with us tonight, uh, but we'll see him next week uh, for his birthday show with a very special guest. But until then, uh, let's just dive into it. We have a lot to discuss, starting with General Hospital over at ABC. GH has officially kicked off its 60th, right? You heard that right, 60th anniversary. Um, and they have a mountain of stuff to plan. Uh, Jane Elliott is back for a lengthier stint. Sonia Eddy's tribute episode is coming up. And of course, the nurses' ball is returning. And they are previewing that all of our Gloria Monty grads, all of those GH icons that have built that house for 60 years, will be fighting off a threat in Fort Charles. So things are heating up over there. Rodrigo, I know GH, that is your show. What are you thinking of the announcements made for the 60th at the Television Critics Association? Finally, finally, I am seeing the love for this show. I have waited. I was like, when are they going to start this kickoff for the 60th? Because I'm just like, okay, Frank, like, I know you are cheap and like, I don't know when you're going to do this. I don't know. But this is the time of year. You let, let, Let's get this kicking. I'm glad they did this at the beginning of the year. I'm glad they're being featured at TCA. This shows that ABC actually cares about the anniversary and it's great for them to be showcased amongst the other shows on that network. Um, I love the representation that's on there too. Uh, the cast that's showing there, um, you know, Jeannie Francis and Maurice and uh, of course, you know, their new generation, their next super couple, Sabrina, uh, Nicholas Chavez, Taviana Ali. Uh, so I'm loving the love that's being shown. The promo was nice. Um, a mix of the old and the new. 
I love the focus. Like the reason I gave this show best drama for last year is their focus on the vets of this show, the Gloria Monty grads, as I call them as well. Um, the ones that put this show on the map that are still being centralized on this show. Um, so I, it, it's, I'm very excited. Jane Elliott coming back. I mean, my God, this is what the show needed. This is what the Quartermains actually needed because, you know, we know that Leslie Charleston is taking a step back from the show and like, so she will not be, you know, she's not going to be available full time. So why not get Jane who is, has always said she's always willing to come back to the show if the story was right and, or, you know, Frank has always convinced Jane to do things she doesn't want to do. Like she didn't want to submit her name for Emmys. Frank's like, girl, put your name in the Emmy. She didn't, you know, she said she would never come back. And then Frank gave her a call, was like, girl, I need you for a couple of spins. And that's it. <laughs> so, like, it's great to see Jane back here. The Quartermains needed their anchor back on the show. You needed that anchor, which was missing in that family. You know, you, you have Ned, but you needed that one person that has been there that can, like, get that family together. And, like, that's integral in that family dynamic. And that is Tracy. So I'm going to be happy to see her back on the show. And I'm glad it's a full, you know, it's a, it, it seems like this is going to be an actual story, a long-term story for her return. So it's not going to be a drive-by where Tracy does some, you know, some oopsie shit, like what she did to Alexis. <laughs> um, but hopefully this would be a better return and, you know, we'll see the focus back on the quarter mains again. I'm, I'm excited. Like that promo really, you know, set me off in a good way. GH is starting off on the good, it, starting off good as well. They're remembering they're actually a soap opera. Um, and actually giving you good payoff with this, you know, reveal of Esme's pregnancy at that hospital with Ava and Laura and, oh man, Nicholas and Spencer and, and Trina. And like, that was some good shit right there. Um, so if this is what's to come, I, I, I'm very excited. I can't wait. There, there you go, <laughs> Rodrigo. You summed it up perfectly. Uh, Tiggs, what are your thoughts on GH's 60th announcement? Oh, see, I've been at work all day. I ain't know nothing about that till y'all said something. Um, it's about goddamn time. Let's see what they got. I don't think it's gonna be as good as the 50th, but I'm willing to, you know, give it a try and see what they got. I don't care about the nurses' ball coming back. It's just the nurses' ball, we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> like, we just, we really did. Just the nurses' ball was great for the 50th. And if it would have been around the last couple of years, I'm like, okay, it's the 60th, whatever, whatever. But eh, I, I don't really care about the nurses' ball. Y'all know I don't like musical shit on my folks anyway. So, like, I, 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 but yes, I'm excited about Jane Elliott. Thank God. Cause, yeah, it, she's needed. Let's just see what they got. Cause, um, but GH has been good. No, GH has been good. Like I said, they just need to, you know, 
uh, write out about seven characters and tighten up storytelling, we'll really have a ball game. But GH is not god awful right now, so thank God for that. I think it's definitely the best soap out of the gate for 2023. Oh, yeah, it is. Why Dar? Oh, go ahead. Starcraft lovers and all that. It's good soap right now, actually. Even though I saw my issues, they had too many characters they need to get rid of, like Cody and Finn and Austin. Mm. But you know what I will say? I will say, yes, and I'm right there with you guys. The cast is still too damn big. However, what I will say is that for right now, for the end of 2022 going into 2023 at least they're actually focusing on the more important characters um and a lot of those characters that we want them to get rid of have been kind of like tossed to the side recently like i was so happy which we'll get into more that cody was not the end-all be-all to brit's goodbye which i was very worried um and you know austin's not even on that much finn and liz are broken up and it's more about liz than it is finn right now um so yeah i will say maybe for this month they're recognizing something crucial to the canvas um but alan what are you thinking of all the 60th anniversary announcements i'm excited because i actually like the nurse's ball I'm a type of homo who actually likes musicals, so I love that. <laughs> and right. I'm expecting more from JH's anniversary than you know, Restless anniversary because you know what's going to happen to Young and Restless. They're going to have a gala. And it's going to be a toast to Newman Enterprise. And Leslie Brooks is going to play the piano. If you don't leave my Brooks sisters alone, God damn it. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you. I'm expecting more from General Hospital. So I think they're actually gave me something that I actually might like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're actually having a tribute to Sonia Eddy's uh, epiphany. And they're, you know, that goes along with that nurse's ball, even though, uh, you know, I'm, I haven't been a fan of the nurse's ball really since the 90s. And damn you, Ron Calabody for bringing that back. I know what you were trying to do. For that 60th, that would have been great. Let me say the 50th. That would have been great for the 50th, and that's it. But you kept bringing that back again. I was like, no, stop it, stop it. But, you know, it's whatever, you know. Well, at least we know that they play real music. um, (laughs) And they actually, I will say with the Nurses Ball and with it being the 60th, you know they're going to do it big because clearly they're pushing that out to the press. So they're going to do something I think worth our time. Um, And I'm truly excited for GH. You know, I was texting Rodrigo one day and I was telling him how much I was gushing over it. And he filled me in on a plot. I didn't understand (laughs) because I tuned out for three weeks. Um, But yeah, GH is just so good. And I found Brit's death very compelling and fit for a character that's been on the canvas nine and a half years. Um, Kathleen Gotti did an amazing job. All the stuff with Esme and Nina rushing into the room when Liesl said she wanted her pound of flesh, but Esme might have the amnesia. And it was good. Rodrigo, what did you think? Oh, that damn, that damn Kelly Tebow. My God. 
That bitch said, I'm getting that second on me. Fuck y'all. Whoever's my competition, kiss my ass. Uh, Kelly Depot told y'all, that's how you leave daytime. That's how you leave daytime. You go out like that. And for this hook story to work, someone important had to die in this story. And at least it was great. And the way they had her die, she was going to die anyway. She was going to die. So they were like, okay. The irony is, yes, yeah, she got a little, she got a little scratch, she got a little scratch on her from the hook. But people had to remember there was poison on that hook, so it didn't matter how small or big that scratch was. The little amount of that poison was lethal, and Britt, in some ways, she knew, and I love the way Kelly played that. Britt knowing that, yeah, her time was up. And what is the point of fighting and having ambulance? You know, I was a little upset. I was like, where is the ambulance? It's like 10 minutes. The general hospital is right, right across the street. What's going on? But I just like that, you know, the finality of that, especially with Liesl. Once again, Liesl is losing another child. Oh, this lady. But I, I just equate that to, and... Don't get me wrong, I like the character of Lisa, but that bitch did some foul ass shit in which her, you know, she got kind of, you know, her comeuppance a little bit because Lisa, you know, you know, the fans are still holding her head for what she did to Robin because she was part of that, making Robin pretend she was dead and, you know, Oh, she stabbed Robert and almost killed Robert Scorpio and all that, you know, all that foul shit she did. But shot I just, Liz. Uh, yeah, she shot Liz in the shoulder. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, these old characters, she is a tragic character. Like a lot of the bad things she has done has come back to her with Nathan, now with Britt. Um, I just like the way they that death played out between those two. The scenes between Gotti and Debo was amazing. Um, that's how you write out a character. I mean, I kind of probably suspected. I didn't know they were going to kill off Brad, but there's something in my mind said, you know what? It would be, you know, it would be like fitting that Brit is having this big farewell party and she got God <laughs> anyway <laughs> in the process. I'm like, okay, I kind of dig that. So uh, I enjoy that aspect. Nice. Yeah, very nice. And like you said, it was so great to see how full circle Liesl has come in Port Charles in the past decade because like even the scene with Scott was so good in the hospital where she was telling him that Britt died and you just feel Liesl's pain. But even before that, the line of dialogue that really got me was when um, Britt looked up at Liesl and said, hold me like you never got to do for Nathan. Nathan, yeah. And oh God, that, that was just so, and then like the conversation about how before that Maxie was just calming Liesl down and telling her that she 
is who Brit needed her to be for today and that the, she can look beyond the past. Just fabulous, fabulous scenes. Um, and Cynthia Watros did a great job. And I love that Brit's death is like this huge umbrella plot of sorts because it's leading to more information about the hook. It led to Joss and Dex hooking up, um, no pun intended. And it also leads into Willow's chemotherapy and how Sunny and Nina yeah. thought, uh, found out about that. So it's like Brit's death yeah. has really set this show on fire for the month of January. It's fabulous. It's the ripple effect of it all. It's like, you know, they're finding those records about Willow and like that leads to today's episode, which... Mm, <laughs> As much as I love the show this year, some of the some of the chew the scenery chewing of some, <laughs> um, but you know some saved it. Cynthia Watros, God bless you, girl. God bless you. God bless you. You saved that. You saved it. Uh, but just leading up to that moment and Cameron Madison and Laura Wright, goddamn, like that was some actual soapy goodness from those two and the scene Drew I felt holding, it with those two I finally seeing Drew holding Carly accountable yes for her actions like this is what we are talking about like we, we know Carly Carly gonna do some shit people know Carly yeah. does shit but for some a character like Drew to be like you know what that is some foul shit you did like you use my ass to like thwart me from finding out the truth about Willow and her family. And you did that out of spite and stop that bullshit about you wanted to spare Willow pain. Bullshit. <laughs> and I love that Drew called her out on it. Like those were some amazing scenes today with those two. So like this, Brit's death has led to like all these scenes. This is what soaps used to do best. It's like, you use a big death like that and you drive other story with it. And like, that is what the show is going with. And to lose a star, a, a superstar like Kelly people, it's worth it at the end if you're going to go in this direction in storytelling. So I, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Definitely. It is so good. Um, Alan, let's go to you. What did you think of Brick's death? And also, what are you thinking of Esme's amnesia as well? Well, I know I liked it. Some fans are mad at Jocelyn because of as Brick died saving Jocelyn. Well, I'm I'm fine with that because well, Brick was dying, Jocelyn was living. She got that dick. And I liked it. <laughs> I'm sure she liked it too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Esme's probably faking it. I that's just probably fake amnesia. That's what I'm thinking. That's my guess. Okay, that's interesting. And then what did you think about is, uh is she, is she genuine Casey? You are you just faking it? I think it's actually genuine. I think that's kind of like the plot twist. I actually think it's genuine because. I don't know. I feel like this is one scheme that Esme couldn't pull off. And I feel like it's just too, 
ordinary for her to be faking it. I, I like the way, way Avery's playing this because I you do don't too. know, like, I'm like, bitch, you fake it. And then the next day I'm like, hmm, maybe she ain't. I don't know. <laughs> what really got me was the look on her face when Nicholas, when Spencer, excuse me, started talking in French. She was like, what the fuck did you what do? You, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, I just love how, like, if Esme is faking it, this this girl knows how to scheme like the best of them. And like, of course, it's in her genes, knowing that Ryan is her father and Heather Weber is her mother. And I'm just like, okay, um, it's making sense, even though I do find it convoluted, but like Allie Mills and John Lindstrom are making it work for me because I'm just like, okay, I will go along with this, Chris and Van Dan and Chris, because you have actors that are actually trying to make this work and making it believable for me, even though I don't know when Heather Weber had the time to do any of this stuff, but okay, I'll go along, I'll go along with it just because of the performances of those actors in this story. But Esme, if if she is faking, she is doing a great job because I'm just like, one day I don't believe her and the next day I'm like, okay, I think I do believe her. And that's, it's just great acting right there. Definitely. So what about you, Tiggs? Do you believe Esme and what did you think of Britt's death? I don't believe Esme. <laughs> I don't believe her at all. Avery Fulton is doing a great job because you do kind of double take like, hmm, I don't know. But no, I, I think it's fake. She's faking until she can plot out her next move. She's like, okay, I'm already pregnant. They kind of feel sorry for a bitch right there. But I need something. <laughs> I need something for some little razzle dazzle. I'm gonna throw some amnesia in that shit. Put some stank up on it. Ew. <laughs> that that that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah. And yeah, this whole thing, it's just it's so convoluted, like. So you mean to tell me at, at 50 years old, Heather Webber broke out one too many times and ran into Ryan Chamberlain while everybody thought he was dead uh, and mean. fucked him. And that's how we got him. <laughs> it is so stupid. It is and, and so it, dumb. It's dumb. It's like, and she, and it has to be another hook because like I said, like, no, I don't think be because, no, Heather's not yeah, going to Yeah, because from be my understanding, Heather didn't even really know for sure that Esme was her daughter like that until Ryan confirmed the shit when they ran I, into I, each other. Yeah, I think she's just throwing it off. Yeah, because like, and but my whole thing was, was like, what was that yesterday or the day before yesterday when Jocelyn was telling Carly what happened? I just couldn't fire off. You went to tell me, 19, 20 year old Jocelyn, the one who whooped Nail's ass. <laughs> she couldn't handle seventy-year-old geriatric ass Heather Weber. <laughs> well, I, I, you, you can't tell this me, is I, the same you know, Heather because, Weber. But this but is the same it, Heather Weber who scaled the side of General Hospital <laughs> after plunging off of the roof. The thirteenth floor of a baby in her head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, at least I guess at least they played some kind of similar to realism. 
because her wrist was all fucked up when she was falling yeah. apart. I'm like, I guess so. I guess she didn't take her joint juice that day. Shit. So I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, but like I said, I'm thinking that the original killer, the one who killed the other three bozos, is the damn ADA art. Yeah. It makes sense. She was salty because she didn't give a fuck about training. She just wanted to win a fucking case exactly. because she really wants Robert's job. That's all she cares about. That's what I'm thinking. Or it could be Esme's nanny that they never seen want to cast or whatever. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, you know. that's going to be the little twist that's coming. And, and I'm hoping, like, I, I'm going to watch today's episode after, you know, we're done with this. Like, Carly needs to be held accountable. Like, I... All the Carly fans on no, no, because even as much as we adore Sharon, when Sharon was doing all that bullshit on the Young and the Restless, when her ass got got, she got got. As much as I love the Queen, she was on that bullshit, and she deserved whatever she got. Like you, you don't have to be irrational when it comes to your favorite character. If they fucked up, they fucked up. Carly fucked up, and Carly needs her ass whooped. Well, like, can't we just look forward to the delicious soapiness? Like, I'm so, I'm really loving GH right now, but I'm so tired of GH Twitter. Like, and this also, I feel as though goes the same for the bold and the beautiful, because I see all these fan wars with these two shows and all of these character wars and the name calling when honestly, they really should just admit that they hate the actor. Like, my thing is, I promise you all, it is not that deep in the writer's room. It is never going to be that deep ever again. Why are we wasting our time? Can't we just love the soapiness of it? Like, my jaw was on the floor with yesterday's cliffhanger when Carly and Drew are going back and forth. They're yelling at each other. And he's like, why are you doing this? And she's like, because Nina is Willow's birth mother. Like, that's just soap opera. I just want to watch a good soap. I don't need all these fan wars and all the, you know, racism that is in, injected upon poor Taviana because people decide to call themselves GH fans. And no, it's like you're a disgusting human being. And the terrible stuff that's said about Laura Wright, like, enough. Can we just watch the goddamn shows? I agree. I no. totally agree. Like, it. Because, it, like I said, in this case, it's like it's time for Carly to finally get a come up. And I, I don't want yes. it to be like, no, yes, we get it. She's the female lead of the show. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so the fuck what? When Erica Kane fucked up, she got what was coming to her. When Reva Shane fucked up, she got what was coming to her. Bull fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Same with Brooke Logan. Bullshit. No, Tiggs, I think you will see with today's episode, like, Carly really got, Drew really handed Carly her ass today. Because, because he was getting he was getting her ass yesterday, like, Carly, yeah. both of us grew up without knowing who our parents were. Right, why would you why do, that you to do that to Willa? Yes, yes, you play the beats, right? It's like, you, you, you are the main person. Yes, that will that will go the fuck off if your choices are taken away from you. So why did you do it to Willa? Because at this point you're wrong, Carly. Even if you didn't know that Willow was sick, if that girl would have fucked around and died, her blood would have been on your motherfucking hands. Yep. Because yep. you knew good and goddamn well she wanted to find out who her parents were, 
and you want to be a spiteful, petty bitch at 50 fucking years old with a toddler and a grandson because you ain't learned shit since 1996. You keep making the same stupid ass decisions over and over again because you are a hypocritical, selfish bitch that refuses to be self-aware more than twice a year. And I got to point out, too, in this story, I Willow, your motherfucking ass needs to be in the court, too. Like, we need to put you on, on the stand. But you started all this shit lying about having leukemia and you putting off these tests. And because of all this shit, you, you set in motion all the danger that happened. And I didn't mind Nina getting in Michael's ass today either. Like, I didn't mind that shit, even though Nina doesn't know that Michael did not know about what happened with Willow because Willow kept it like a dummy from everybody when she knows that she has a mobster fucking father-in-law, people that got money that could have helped her in her treatments and stuff. Oh, Lord. But... <laughs> um, it, I didn't mind Nina doing all that stuff. I like that drama. Now Willow, well, I ain't gonna give it away to you, Take. I'm not gonna give it away, but it's starting out. This is what I like about the shit. Like you, the revelations that are coming out the first two weeks of the year. We're getting revelations. <laughs> like start st things are starting to move. Like this is giving me after. COVID break vibes when the show just came back and like just started firing. And I, I'm just, I am loving this. Like GH Twitter be damned. I don't care. I love this. I love the drama of everything. I, you know, it's so, it's a soap. I, I am watching a soap opera. I, this is what and I know. And, and, and Nina has every right to go off on Michael. She's like, okay, fuck all the petty bullshit aside with us. Wally's my grandson. And if mm -hmm. there was any type of chance that his mother, like, you could have came to me. You know I have money. You know I have resources. No matter how I feel about Willow, she's the only mother that Wally has. And I would not want her to die on that boy like his birth mother did. So why didn't you tell me anything? Fuck how you feel about me. Willow's life and that baby's life is more important than how the fuck you feel about me. And like, oh. even characters that I don't like have actually been enjoyable this past month because what I'm finding with GH is they're having the right conversations right now. So I even liked Cody last week because he was in a scene with Felicia, Christina Wagner was doing the damn thing with those tears and it just felt right. And I still hate Cody as a character as a whole, but this past week I liked him for the first time ever because they were anchoring him with a legend. And GH is doing that a lot lately. I love the Alexis and Nicholas scenes at Kelly's when Alexis was reading him for Phil. When he was yeah. like, oh, can you help me with my child? And Alexis said, Nicholas, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Like, <laughs> everybody with Nicholas is just cracking me. I up. love that. Co uh, Casey, the Cody stuff, I mean, okay. You know how we all feel about Cody, Josh Kelly, whatnot. Yes. But today's episode, I see what y'all did, Chris and Dan, Dan and Chris. Yes. I, I know what you are setting up with Brooklyn and Chase and Sh 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 Sasha. Sasha and 
And um, Cody, I'm like, that was slick right there. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. I can see. This is a nice grown quad right here. And Josh Kelly, I see you got, a, you got, you, you know, you shaved. You got your hair cut. And, you know. <laughs> what, said, what I don't get is why the fuck he's still lying to Mac. Because for all he knows, that 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 jewelry is, I mean, that necklace is gone. So why the fuck is he still lying to Matt? See, they still have that dangling. I mean, I guess they want to leave that for another day, but I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think I, they're I, right. I like this. Chase and Sasha, I like that little, dynamic, little scene they had today. That was very poignant. And Brooklyn and Cody. I, was, I said, okay, I see y'all testing the waters over here with your young set, like your young adult set, which you should be doing. Like This is what should be driving story on GH is this young adult set. So I don't mind it. If I mean, Cody, it didn't work with Brit. That shit was horrible. But now I guess they're regrouping and we're like, okay, let's try them out here. And I think it kind of it works better here in this dynamic. I mean, I knew what was going to happen. I knew they were going to, they were going to either unleash him on Sasha or Brooklyn. I knew. <laughs> so it wasn't, you know. At least it's not Maxie. I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Amen. They're going to have to bring on somebody new for Maxie because there ain't nobody on that campus. I want Maxie. They don't Ooh, want to bring on somebody I don't mind. You know, I don't mind Maxie just being alone right now because I'm really enjoying the development of her friendship with Brad. And so I'm okay if Maxie, like, is alone, wants to reboot her life. Maybe this year we can even get a new set for Maxie so she's not with those 15 children in a one-bedroom. Yeah, yeah, one they, all, and all they have to do is just repurpose the fucking set. They did that shit for years with Dante and Lulu. It's like, just repurpose the goddamn set. Mm. Nobody is asking for something brand new. Just take the same set that y'all use for Max's apartment and repurpose the motherfucker. Make it a, big, a great big living room and make it look like it's an obvious three-bedroom penthouse. Exactly. That's all they got to fucking do. Yeah, I'm okay if they just want to restructure Maxie and rebrand the character before they give her another love interest. I'd be okay. Yeah, just throw it all together right now. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, what I, yeah, what I'm saying is, Casey, it doesn't matter if it's right now or six months from now. There's nobody on that campus for Maxie. They're no, like, I agree with you. I, back. I agree with you. I don't want to see Maxie in a relationship like even in six months. But like, yes, I totally agree with you. When it comes down to Maxie's next love interest, yeah, there's nobody on that canvas right now. No, they, they, um, just need to be, they need to refocus on who this character is again. Well, can uh, they start with the wardrobe? Yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> Let's pull it all back because y'all don't put Maxie in one bullshit after another. Ever since Nathan died, yeah, they don't put her in this like one, she, one dreadful story after another. This character used to be fun. She used to be spunky, and let's put her back in that fashion world again and getting, you know, get the water back in track and like it, you know, it, it it's. Kirsten Storms is a treasure. I love her. She is one of daytime's best, but you continue to put her in these trifling ass stories. I mean, I'm sorry. These are how like, would you all feel if she and Brad went into business together for party planning? 
Oh, she already has deception. She don't need to be doing all that. That that was little twenty year old Mac. Mac no. is a mogul now. She she's has grown. She's grown. She got three children. Yeah. She she should be established in a business or like yeah. That, no, she she's at. I like her. her world. <laughs> Not with them clothes, she ain't. <laughs> what? But no, I, I like her at deception. Like no. Right. Her maybe get. I don't know. Because no, the way it's going, they're gonna fuck around and stick her back with goddamn spinel. No, 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 no. It's no, like no. I like them as friends, I like them as co-parents. No, that's that's Maxie, Maxie yeah, friend, Maxie outgrown that. She's that outgrown it. Now, if y'all want to call up Blake Barris, I got time. But as long as Bradford Anderson is playing Spinelli, <laughs> she's outgrown that. Y'all should have left him with fucking Ellie. Well, I what I what well, I don't think they would do this story, but I'm not gonna what go you there. Um, you know, Cameron is feeling, you know, he's he's full of rage over what Jocelyn did to him. You know, he's feeling lost. Um, Maxie is right. You know. She's feeling lost at the moment, you know. Another person's lying to her ass, aka Austin. Um, which please tell me what this storyline is with this cousin of his, like this bald head ass cousin that keeps coming. Bald head ass cousin. <laughs> 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 they, keep, they keep coming in and out doing like just being, just being treacherous for no reason. We don't even care, but like just, just tell me what the hell's going on. Why is he not with the quarterbacks no more? Is he not a quarterback no more? Like, why is he not? That's what I said. It's so easy. Just get somebody that Roger Howard has chemistry with, and and, and he had that with Kelly Thibo. They wasted that for. They could have had that with Kelly Thibo. All that it's time. Like, it's like integrate him fully with the goddamn quarterbacks. He better save some fucking scenes with Tracy when Jane Elliott comes back. I need him to be talking to his ain't Tracy and Tracy treating him like a piece of shit and, and <laughs> dragging Jimmy Lee Holt's name in the bud like he knows she would. Mm-mm. Yeah. But I I I do like the aspect of Liz in this Cast and I story too. I, I, I like that they said, you know what, we're going to get um, we kind of we fucked up with this Finn thing. Like, why we made Finn the focus of Liz's origin story, which didn't make no damn sense. Uh, but like, at least they put her back in the Cassidy story. Damn, just and I ain't gonna lie, her and Marcus Coloma really did work well for me together. Like, I thought that was the beginning of. I like their interactions together, and I'm just like, well. It would be when you get your ass fired or you're not coming back no more on this show. That's when people want to start to act and things start to go in a good direction. You're like, damn. So it would be, I don't know where they're going with this Nicholas storyline. <laughs> it, it looks like a who killed Nicholas thing is coming That's up. That's why I say it's getting murdered. Yes, I just feel something because there has not been a, no announcement of a recast that I know of. Um, and you know, Frank, he ain't scared to kill somebody off. So I know, um, but is it going to be that or is it a murder mystery for him to fake his death again? Maybe I think that's what it's going to be. Maybe it might be a fake one. 
Yeah. Because they're like they they need Nicholas. He's he's only forty. They need a young cast nine. They need somebody younger than Victor and older than Spencer. He's Laura's son. He doesn't need to be really killed off. I'm seeing so many people on Twitter because y'all know child. If they Tyler Chris should nobody play me. He should just die. Like like you said, <laughs> some of these GH fans are just utterly fucking ridiculous. Get a fucking grip. But yeah, like uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be either Nicholas is gonna go into hiding. He's going to have a presumed death or he's going to go missing. But then that's kind of pretty much what's going on with Lucy right now. Like, are we going to do a deja vu? Like, well, but that would explain, you know, if we're making Victor the big bad again, all these people have had to go into hiding because of him. Because like Laura yeah, yeah. said, yeah. Is, you know, Laura said, I am very worried that this is what Nicholas is not able to get himself out of. And Victor's, Victor's getting tired of, he, he's tired of Nicholas shit. He's like, you know yeah. what? Even Esme can think better than you, dummy. Like he's gonna have to like put him out to pasture just for a little bit. Just put him out, get him. You know, I think Victor's gonna like have to like rest Nicholas a little bit, and whatever island he got Lucy in, or whatever. And like until they know what to do with this character, um, you know, you, I would not kill this character. Oh, it, it definitely no. recast. Definitely recast. But give this character a little rest for a little bit. But Three that would months. be interesting if Nicholas Cassadine and Lucy Coe have to break out of a prison because there of you know. Victor. That is that's giving 60th anniversary. Yeah, especially yeah. and I want to take their time and find a good recast if Tyler's not coming back. So put yeah. y'all pitchforks down. But um, if Tyler isn't coming back, just find a good recast. And refocus the character because Chris and Dan, this is character assassination 101. The way y'all have written Nicholas for the last two years is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Y'all have written him to be this horrible, inconsiderate, petulant, horrible, stupid. No, like this, this has never been the character of Nicholas Cassidy. Never. And the way y'all have written him as this sniveling little, no. This is not the character. So find the right recast and, and let him come back and be Nicholas Cassinine. He just needs to be a flawed character. Don't try to make him into some big bad villain. Don't make him into a boob. Just like, <laughs> like he needs to pretty much be Valentine, but nice. Yeah, they really have gotten Valentine very under control, so I wouldn't mind seeing the same direction for Nicholas. Um, but yeah, I feel, you know, I feel like something bad's about to happen to him because I don't think, you know, I feel like Victor was not too happy with having to put in that extra work to get the tower cleaned and repainted because Nicholas stupidly hit Esme up there when Victor would have just gotten rid of the bitch. So it's giving, you know, I think Victor is very tired of Nicholas being so flawed in his executions. This needs to be the year that Victor gets caught. I'm tired of Victor. I'm kind of tired of Victor. He needs to go this year. He needs to end the story this year. But I think I love they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, they need, they need to wrap the Irish princess and get rid of Victor. Because I think we've run his course of Victor. Over the next like, three to six months, he needs to go. Yeah, I think they're going to have something big for the summer planned with him. Because like they teased, all of the vets are going to band together to take down a threat. So... 
I think, you know, finally we're going to kick this story into high gear. And I think GH is going to be messy television over the next few months. Oh, and apparently Josh Record is off contract now. I've got, I was on Twitter, so I've got oh. any, word, any sources or anything about if he's gone or disoccurring or not. But do oh, you guys Alan. think they should? <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. Oh, my God, Alan. Look at him. Jo- um, Alan's gonna sneak in there with this. Like, don't even say nothing. You all, I was literally about <laughs> to change topics to days of our lives, and Alan goes, "Oh, by the way, that hunk who's from the same town as Casey from across the way, yeah, he's on recurring." I'm like, "Girl, okay." Would you guys yeah. accept Chase recast? I think they could easily recast Chase because yeah, because yeah. I like yeah. Josh. I like I Josh, but he ain't. Not like he ain't recastable, child. Like, like we ain't gonna get that crazy. There's plenty, <laughs> of men, there's plenty of men that look just like him in Hollywood that will be <laughs> that, that could play this role. Uh, and Frank or uh, Frank knows a bunch of his friends or whatever. The one like the live boys. Oh yeah, you know brothers. he'll get Adam Gregory. Well, one of them four brothers. One of them da- yeah, David Gregory. Yeah, David. Yeah, get him. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, Josh? You can go to Wandar as Scotty Granger. So there you go. If he, no, he's probably going to keep on doing. He's going to become the King of Christmas movies because he's supposed to do very well. Oh, I forgot he does those Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where he's going to be doing. Now, does he do the ones at Hallmark or the ones at the Yak Shack? He's he's done two for Netflix. He's just did one for HBO Max. So he's probably the streaming ones. That's cute. Yeah, good for him. Well, wow. Okay, Alan, starting us off with some tea. Okay. Um, well, it's not my business. For the contract list, for the TC, the whatever thing they did, the press event thing, the contract list, he wasn't on the contract contact list, cast list. So he's apparently off contract now. Alan, that is very Jason 47 of you. <laughs> Looking at the list. Not my scoop, it was just on Twitter. I saw it. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, let's talk a little bit about Days of Our Lives. Um, I'm feeling a lot of discontent with Days of Our Lives, so I'm just going to hand it over to Tiggs. Tiggs, what did you think of some of our leading Salem queens dying? I don't care about the story. I'm not even going to watch it. I don't care. Um, I'm right. You know, I'm still behind on Days. I'm right. I'm getting ready for John Anderson's last episode. And then I'm probably going to check out for the next six weeks. I don't care. Kate, Marlena, and the Taylor are not really dead. Kate shouldn't be in fucking heaven. This is all fucking stupid. <laughs> it's leading up to Bo coming back, but this is just it's stupid. Like, days is a chore to watch because it just feels very, oh, let's, you know, let's bide our time until, until Bo and Hope are back. That's what it feels like. I don't like that. Well, and then, you know, the devil making an appearance sometime this month. It's just, I, I don't care. It just, it's like, Ron, I love you, but you you are no James E. Riley. I'm going to tell you that right motherfucking now. You're not. So it's just like, I, ugh, I I don't care about any of this. I'm tired of all the same little soap tropes that would have worked 20 years ago. I'm tired of Leo and fucking Gwen, two point goddamn characters that are wasting money and time on my goddamn screen. I'm sick of all that shit. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I was totally agreeing with Jillian Bo, um, our good friend to the show and 
the icon at DC. Hey, girl. Um, but she said that she really needs to see days just stop the supernatural stuff. Like she doesn't mind if it's an element of the show, but it really needs to be backburnered. And I agree. I need days to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, and I think it shouldn't get a pass of the excuse that, oh, this is classic days. We'll talk about too much of a good thing. Um, because I love that we get honorable history mentions. You know, we bring in the orchid from the Roman plot back in 97. We bring back the devil for a time. But a lot of this is getting to be too much of a good thing. And then a lot of it is starting not to make sense. Like you said, Tiggs, the show is being written like it was 20 years ago. You know, you have to freshen things up a little bit. I'm still upset about that whole Xander plot. That was utter stupidity. Um, and that's just what I find with days. Things are just stupid when they bide their time. And I'm like, as I said a lot last year, I have to bring it up again. Sometimes I look at the show and it's no different than what Dina Higley would have done because Dina Higley used to bide her time with stupid shit until her one good plot would climax. And that's what I feel like we're doing until Bo and Hope come back and they don't even come back until March. So I don't know. Alan, what are you thinking of Days of Our Lives and the three women dying? Uh, why is Kate in heaven? She should be running in hell for that for funny coronation massacre. Or that alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, yeah, people are dead because of her ass. But anyway, the show is kind of tedious to watch. And all all elements are like this, live in heaven. It's kind of like it's Satan coming back. It's kind of like a hat on the hat. I just I'm not very interested in days right now. There's elements that I do like, like Wendy and Johnny, Honey and EJ and all that. But ugh, I'm not really enjoying the show that much right now. But a lot of their, you know, bigger A stories, I'm not a fan of. I don't care. I, 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 honestly, if I'm going to be real honest, I don't care what happens with Gabby and Stefan and Lee anymore. I don't. I don't care what happens with Nicole and Eric right now. Um, I don't care what happens to Sarah and Xander. There's a lot of stuff, like there's a lot of characters that I care about, but there's a lot of stories that they're in that I don't care how they end up. Like Tig said, you know, maybe it's time to check out for just a bit because I'm 30 episodes behind. It has not been holding my attention. Um, if I'm going to turn on a soap right now, it's going to be GH right now for me. Um, well, of course, Wyandar never gets turned off in my household. But, you know, if I'm really going to be engaged in the soap right now, it's going to be GH. Um, now, Rodrigo, with the three women dying, um, Alex and Stephanie were together and Alex turned off her cell phone and she didn't get the chance to say goodbye to her mother. So what are you thinking of that? Oh. <gasps> Days. <laughs> days has been a chore for me to watch these days too. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. Days is not even in my 
my radar. I just try to like watch as many episodes as I could before this podcast. Um, that's easier. <laughs> and I tried. I don't care. <laughs> I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with the, with Marlena and Kate and Kayla. I thought they were rescued. We were done with this. And you decided to jump on your happy ass and say, oh, oh I'm just going to go and do this again. No. <laughs> no one cares no one cares i know you love these vets i know you love them i know you love them and i love that you love them i love that you love them like, who cares about this anymore who cares no one cares like this is stupid we know they ain't dead they ain't gonna they ain't that stupid we ain't going back to 2004 james e riley um murder mystery shit like this no we're not doing that obviously this is a plot to reunite maybe with Bo in heaven to like lead them back to, like lead them back to to Bo and all. I, I get that but I'm like come on now like Ron 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 and then between that and the whole Eric and Nicole thing, I'm I'm sick of that and I I, I don't care. I, I don't care about uh, Chanel and this murder mystery. I I, I don't care. Um nothing Xander, Sarah, okay. Mm -hmm. Um Gwen is a reporter, I guess, and okay. <laughs> I, like Ron, you're not. I, I don't know if you're saving your good shit for when the actual Peacock episodes air or something, but I, no. Like you said, GH is my number one right now. My number two actually is, believe it or not, is Young and the Restless, um, because there are some elements that are still soap. Uh, Bold and beautiful is just bullshitting me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's something I will say. I, I will sit and watch things for I sit and watch bold. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Days. I, I'll be I just, good and goddamn. I will definitely. Yeah, days. Days is, I don't know. I think they're on a um, on a reset uh, pattern right now. Child, they, they, they need to, yeah. they need to unplug the motherfucker and plug it back in again. I just, yeah, because I'm not. thing is, like, I was discussing this with Tibbs, and we got into a real fun discussion about it. And I told him, in order to, and for me, this is just for me, in order to really amp this story up and give it something new, I would have actually had Kate die, like, for real. And Tiggs and I talked about that, and he was like, well, I do like seeing Roman happy, and finally settled down. I'm like, well, I do too. But it's like, you know, it's just this story, it needs some legs because I get it. I love these three women. Adore these three. How can you not? They are three women who built the house of days of our lives in a very large part, especially Deidre Hall, who is upcoming to her 5,000th episode. Um, that's fantastic. 
But I'm like, why couldn't Mike Horton come on full time and have a fight with Kayla for chief of staff? Why couldn't Kate have rebooted Countess W? Why couldn't Marlena and John just settle down? John and Marlena are 80 years old. At some point, this stuff has to pass down to their children. And we talk about this a lot with the young and the restless. But for me, it's a bigger problem for Days of Our Lives. And I say that because Days of Our Lives, more than any other soap on the dial, for me, has the richest roots in history, has the richest background of characters they can introduce that are in their 20s and 30s and working up to their 40s. It's like sometimes these stories cannot be given to these people. It's like these are the veterans who carry the show, yes, but they need to move on. It's like, okay, maybe their time in the sun needs to dial back a little bit with the craziness. There are other points to life than Marlena dying for the 50th time. It's like, if I was Belle, if I was Belle, I would have taken one look at John and said, I don't know why you're crying. We're just going to see her alive by next Thursday. What's the point? And, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, nobody takes death seriously on days. It's like, we've been saying from jump to shit, Abigail is in the air being right now being taken care of by Peter Blake for the next two years. Because we know. Like, death isn't permanent unless there's backstage drama or the or the characters really <laughs> hated. You got to be a really hated character or there got to be some backstage bullshit for a character to really truly die on days of our lives. Or I just don't care about the character like Adrian. Adrian's probably going to stay dead. Which pisses me off. I'm so tired about well, it. Yeah, like I said, and they only did that because they knew they had money. That's exactly. all they because yeah. if they didn't have Bonnie, Adrian would have been back alive too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, I I think we all agree about days of our lives. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, but Alan, I guess on another note with uh, days of our lives, uh, there's the whole thing about. Eric holding Kristen at gunpoint. So what did you think of that? Well, she did rape him, so it's kind of deserved. <laughs> well, she had a, I, I love her, but she did it, so I can't really blame Eric. Yeah. Justice for Eric. Justice for Eric. Justice I, I kind of like that. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Kristen, you don't get your just dessert. You deserve this shit. I feel no bad at anything for her. I think that was like, okay, Eric. She could have popped her right in the kneecaps or something. I, I would have been glad with that. But okay. That's it. And I will say, okay, I will say if I have to pick something about days I'm liking, so it's not all doom and gloom. Um, because you know, it's new year. We'll see. But yeah, that is one thing I did like because. What I will say about Kristen is at least she's starting to be held accountable on some things, um, unlike a lot of other soap villains. Um, and I really love that. And Stacey Hyduke and Greg Vaughn are just so great in scenes together. Um, they're really, really appointment uh, television with those two. So I, I like that. Yeah. 
Well, y'all, let's talk about the Daytime Emmy Awards. So we are just like three to four months away from the 50th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards releasing nominations. Um, who is on your top spot? Who is that one person you feel as though desperately deserves a nomination? Tiggs, we'll start with you. Katie McClung. <laughs> and then uh, what category would you like to see Katie rocking it in? They'll probably put her back in, in, in guest category. Because like she she was one of the shining stars of that god-awful Abigail too. Like how she acted, you would like if you were a new reviewer today, you would have thought she was the original Jennifer. Because ain't no way in hell Chick-fil-A Reeves would have pulled that shit off. <laughs> and if anybody else wanted to be um nominated in the guest category, Casey Moss. Because I really felt like JJ was over his sister gone. Like Casey Moss and Katie McClain did it for me. Billy Flynn did not. Billy Flynn did what I knew what he was going to do. Scream and yell and and, and ham it up. That whole storyline. I knew exactly what was gonna happen. So it wasn't surprising. All right. And then Alan, what about you? Uh who is most deserving of an ending nomination and where would you put said person? I want to say Sharon Case for the reveal of Ray's death. And oh, yeah. unfortunately, she would be supporting, unfortunately, because it wasn't Sharon's year last year. They treated like a supporting character. Yeah. But you know, hey, Nancy Lee Gron went back down to supporting. Um, so it can happen. And a lot of those vets, what I like about those vets is some of them really understand um, where they should be in terms of their categories. They're very respectful. And Sharon Case knocked it out of the park. So it's like, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if she walked away with the whole damn trophy, okay? <laughs> um, Rodrigo, what about you, dear? Most deserving and where would you put said person? I would love to see Nicholas Chavez in lead actor this year. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I think it's high time that someone younger is in that category. Mm -hmm. uh, I am kind of sick of seeing the, just because it says lead actor doesn't mean it has to be 50 plus in that category. There can be actors that are younger that actually outacted their counterparts. Um, and I think Nicholas Chavez for someone who, who's only been in daytime for two years. I mean, what, a great story that would be for him to not only be nominated in lead actor, but actually win in that category and being the youngest actor. I think Scott Clifton has, I think he's the youngest in this category, if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken, but for someone to be younger than Clifton to, especially in that cast, at that GH cast, you know, you know you got some egos up on that set. But for this, but for this young man to come in out of nowhere and steal the show and, you know, go up against Jeannie Francis and Maura West and Maurice Bernard and Jeff Cover and Marcus Coloma. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a great story. I mean, I would love to see that. He would be well-deserved. To go I, mean, up yeah. I agree, Rodrigo, like, because 
he is the best lead actor over there right now. I mean, yeah, Mo does what Mo does, but it's like he's the one that's over there doing it. Everybody else, people that who are supposed to be lead, ain't leading, baby. No, he's so, reminding you know, me. Yeah, he's reminding me of a Tyler one time. The artist formerly known as Tyler Baker. No, that is what he is reminding of because that is how Tyler Baker Christopher came in to this game. We didn't know who the hell this man was or boy was. And he just comes out swinging out the gate. And I even said back then, like, I wish these young actors, you know, they get relegated to these younger categories and supporting. Because, you know, they get scared to not go up against these veterans that have been there for years. But sometimes those veterans could use some competition because, like, they're getting outacted. And, like, I don't know what school these new actors are going to or where they're learning their craft. But, like, wherever Nicholas Chavez learned it from, he is doing it right now. And he's one of the best finds to come to daytime in years and like just to see him in that category would open up the doors for other young actors to be like okay we need to step our game up too like so i i would love to see that and scott clifton used to submit a supporting but the other actors at bold told him no you just submit a lead you're not supporting yeah if you know you if you know you are lead you are on the air more than anyone on that cast, you you know, you're getting put in stories with these veterans like Amara West. Like, it's, it, come on, like, you wouldn't, I would, yeah. I would feel so good about myself or, like, feel like, oh, I know I'm the shit. I am the shit. And I can compete with an Eric Braden or whoever the hell they have in that category for that year, uh, Thorson K or whatever, like that, I can compete with that and actually win. And I, I would love to see that. I mean, it would be really amazing to see him up in there because I think, you know, in 2023, it's ridiculous to still have the Alicia Minchu syndrome. Um, you know, it's like, if you lead your show, you lead your show and Nicholas Chavez helped to lead General Hospital last year. It's like a huge chunk of that show was written around Spencer yeah. Castine. And he's got a super couple in the making to boot. It's like, come on, come on, put them up in there. Um, for me, of course, it's my girl, Susan Queen Shit Walters, uh, lead actress. <laughs> um, and she should take the whole thing, in my opinion. Um, even though there, I will tell you that lead actress, I think is going to be a dog fight. This that year. is, yeah, that's going to be. Ooh, I already know the category. I, it's going to be full of daytimes divas. Yes. Ever you saw one, a list? I, I can see, uh, you know, Eileen Davidson. I can, see, <laughs> I can see, uh, Susan Walters, more Wes. KKL. Catherine Kaylay, Michelle Stafford. Uh, I can see. Shut up, brother. Um, <laughs> I saw that change. Oh, my God. I can see it, though. I can see her. She'll be nominated. Oh, I see yeah. her. She'll um, be nominated. Days of Our Lives. Uh, okay. 
Maze, uh, maybe uh, Allison Sweeney. You don't need that. You don't need a whole year of work. You just need a couple of scenes. And then damn, Rodrigo, you giving Allie Sweeney the Jess Walton treatment. That yes, year. I'm gonna give her that. She's gonna get that Jess Walton nomination because she uh, just <laughs> on her way out. Sammy said, "Fuck all y'all." EJ, you ain't gonna get none of this no more. None and she left out this door, out that door at that mirror mansion like a G. Yeah, they're gonna give her a nomination for that. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Nice. <laughs> and of course, you know, look, shout out if they're going guest actor. Um, definitely Christian Alfonso needs to be there for Beyonce. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree with that. Like, and Peter Reckle. Both of those two. Yes, Christian Alfonso needs to be there, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, Peter does too. <laughs> they both do, but yeah, yeah. Christian, like, <laughs> the look Christian. on her face when she saw Zach, that alone. I don't think she, Christian Alfonso, she has, she, the fact that she never got nominated for the Zach storyline, uh, that, uh, she has never, I think she got nominated as a, uh, Younger actress back in the 80s, maybe. Yeah, back when it was Anjanu. Anjanu. I'm just like, she done grown. She's been grown since then. She's been grown. She's been putting her, they done put her in, in storylines that she should have been nominated for. And this is her best check. I'll even, even put it, if they are bold enough to put her in the lead actress category for that show, I wouldn't be surprised she's nominated for lead actress as well. Like, I, Anything can happen in that category. So I, yeah. I'm just saying. Actor, let's just be real. I only watch the daytime movies for the lead actress category at this point. Yeah. I'm just going to be real. It's really open this year. It is very open. Like You can see anybody. Hell, they might even put Sophia Madison in that motherfucker. Like, you don't even know, like, what? I think Sophia will definitely get a support. Or supporting, at yeah. least. She's going to definitely get a nomination. So. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be upset if she walked away with that supporting actress trophy. Um, she is a great supporting actress. She had a lot of great scenes from last year uh, to splice together. Um so yeah, I can see Sophia up in there. Um, and of course, I am sure Kelly <laughs> Tivo will come up in there. <laughs> I'm so sad because like her farewell scenes were for this year. Like I was like, damn it, Kelly. They, Kelly told me the, to tell you she's gonna get another nomination. Another nomination just for that half of the <laughs> she like first week of January. Okay. <laughs> No, Kelly Thibault, she's going to be a force to be right. Like, mm. Definitely. Um, Alrighty, so let's talk about these primetime shows because there's a lot going on. Now, we only had uh, hacks on the docket, but let's also give some love to Abbott Elementary, which got season three. Season three. Woo! So with Tyler, the show. And then goes. they swept the Golden Globes. Yes. Um, so that is very awesome. Congrats to Abbott Elementary. Um, but in the meantime, Rodrigo, uh, let's go to you. So Abbott Elementary renewed for season three. Hacks is coming back for season three uh, shortly. 
and the writers say they're looking beyond. So what do you think of two of our, our favorite primetime shows uh, still going strong? Uh, well, first off and foremost, Abbott, um, I was so happy. Like, you know, I'm not, after I've been into the Golden Globes, I always thought that was some bullshit ass award. Like it's, Celebrities, they get to drink and act a fool on live TV, and like I, I like that aspect of it because like it's so it's looser than the Academy Awards, and they don't care. Uh, but to see like Tyler James Williams like get rewarded for that, and Quinta in the show, and the love like. Renew that. They should have got a two-year renewal, not just season three. Give it for season four. Like the the show is, it's hitting on all cylinders. Like it is, the readathon episode that last one was hilarious. Like it's each episode. I don't know. I don't know how you you each episode just gets better than the next. Um. Hacks, I'm very excited for that coming back. Um, now, I hopefully this is not the last season. Like, I don't know what I know. Last year, last season, they thought if this if season two was the last, they would have been satisfied with that. But I, I think you have a good one or two more to go with this show. Um, and I, I look, Hacks and Elementary, those were the two best shows last year. Um, and I'm glad they're just, they're still going strong into their third. So uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tiggs, what are your thoughts on these two shows going strong? Oh, I, I'm so happy for Quinta and the whole cast and crew of Abbott Elementary. Like, for her to go from just being like, you know, a content creator on Vine, basically, to this, like, it's nothing short of miraculous. And she deserves every bit of kudos that she in the show has gotten. I know ABC is happy because ABC hasn't had a sitcom buzzing like this since Modern Family. So I know they have. Mickey Mouse is over there polishing them yellow-ass shoes he got. Um, Hacks, y'all know I can't wait. I'm waiting. I'm pretty sure Hacks is going to come back around springtime, so I'm ready for that. And if HBO Max is smart, they will renew it for a fourth season. I want at least five seasons of Hacks, at least. They ended that five. But I'm just a little afraid because Bugs Bunny lost his mind up over there, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Look, and they canceling projects w- with literally actors filming in a studio. Like, yeah, things have already been shot. A full Scooby Doo movie got canceled. They they're crazy over there. So I think this might be less season of Hacks. I don't know over at HBO Max. They're nuts. So I'd be happy with just three seasons. Yeah, considering the state of HBO Max, yeah, I would be fine. Yeah, um, it would be, but I just hope they do it the same way they did season two. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, do it like that. Like, I want, like, a brothers and sisters type of ending. Like, 
you know, I wanted to be like, okay, this could have went on for another season or so. But if this is the end, I'm fine with that. Just don't give me no scandal type shit. <laughs> um, Alan, what are your thoughts on these two amazing shows? Well, I'm very happy for Abbott. I didn't watch it go with Lois because I don't give a shit about that anymore. That? Yeah, I just, I'm just not interested in world shows anymore. It's like three hours of my life. I could be watching a K-drama. I could be watching YouTube. I don't want to watch that shit. But anyway, yeah, I'm happy for Lamb. Hopefully, Hacks is a good third season. And if it's the final season, I hope they're on a nice note because I don't want any cliffhangers. I don't, they need to do what community used to do, where they used to write every season now, like it could be the series for now. Yeah, definitely. I really love when writers do that too, because you can still tell a great story. I mean, my God, that's all of what season two was, an amazing story. And we thought, oh, hey, this might be the end. Um, and we were cool with it. Um, but yeah, Abbott Elementary season three. Oh my God. I mean, it, there, ABC had such a problem for so long with canceling any show before it got any life breathed into it. Um, but they were smart to give the holiday slot. You know, they held off on premiering Abbott Elementary and they gave it a holiday slot and it has exploded. That show means so much to our panel. It means so much to the 3 million people who tune in live um, every night. And then the amazing DVR numbers. Um, ABC is really making the right move with renewing that show. Um, and who knows what can happen. Um, as we continue the last, you know, the back half of the season now, going into season three, absolutely amazing. Um, before we go, however, uh, we have lost two incredible men to the daytime soap industry, um, beginning with Quinn Redeker, who was known as Alex Marshall on Days of Our Lives, and um, in two separate roles on The Young and the Restless, first as Nikki's father, Nick, um, back in the 70s, and then as the beloved Rex Sterling. Um, and then we also lost Ben Masters, uh, Ben Masters from Passions, who played Julian Crane. Uh, he had fought a battle with COVID-19 um, and sadly lost said battle. Um, our thoughts and our prayers go out to the cast members um, of those respective serials um, and also to their loved ones, friends, family, huge losses. Um, Rodrigo, you had actually sent in the chat um, right before we started recording that Bidmasters had passed. Um, and then with Quinn Redeker, what are your thoughts on these two amazing men passing away? Obviously, it's sad. I mean, 2023 is really starting out with a lot of um, deaths, um, especially from celebrities, especially people we grew up watching. I mean, Quinn Redeker, I mean, I mean, it's Rex Sterling. That's Catherine's man. That's Catherine's, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, Catherine and Rex, they were like, they were that little cool couple that they didn't do nothing to nobody. They just try to live their lives, <laughs> you know. 
you know, Quint, you know, Rex really grounded Catherine. I mean, I like Quinn's portrayal of that character. And, you know, we know Quinn came from, you know, from Bill Bell's world because he started off at Days um, as Alex. And I've gotten to see a lot of his work there on YouTube and whatnot. So I've gotten to see a lot of those things, especially the, you know, the Rene Dumond, the mayor, the, that big, yeah. you know, when she, when she cussed everybody's ass out at that party and like, because of Alex and what he did and like, you know, and like, it's good to see those, that old guard that like paved the way for what you see today in daytime. Um, ben Masters, I mean, Passions, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, passion really wasn't my, really that, it wasn't my cup of tea like that, but there was something about him in that role as Julian, and he was willing to go there with that character, like, like over the top, but grounded. Like, I like this chem, his chemistry with uh, Tracy Ross was, you know, with, with Eve Russell. I mean, I thought that was great, you know, and, um, so he brought something to the passions where, you know, it was grounded in reality, even though amongst all the over the topness. So daytime, you know, we've lost some two greats that really made an impact in the daytime world. Um, Alan, what are your thoughts? It's really sad. They're so, so talented and it's such a big impact. And for Ben died from COVID, that's especially sad because like the pandemic's still going on and people are just acting like it's not. People aren't getting new five-foot booster. People aren't wearing masks. And he died from COVID. It's, it's really sad. Definitely. Um, Tiggs, what are your thoughts on Quinn and Ben? I mean, you know, I, I, I love me for Rex Sterling, goddammit. I, I truly believe he was the love of Catherine's life. You know, I loved him turning out to be Gina and Danny's daddy and shit. Oh. Back when we had budgets and sets. Oh. But yeah, um, Ben Masters always loved me from Julian Crane. Like, and Julian was supposed to be like a villain, but Ben intentionally always played that shit for comedy. Like, you know, he would just be talking like, Alistair really wanted to like kill Sheridan, his own daughter, and like Julian would just pay yes. shit just the giggles. Like, like, you know, like, well, father, you're gonna have to slip on her glass slipper on her way to go see Louise Lopez Fitzgerald. You know, it, he did it on purpose. It wasn't like he was overacting it. He was intentionally hamming it up because that was just Julian and all the hanky panky bullshit he would do with Rebecca and shit. And I love the fact that he didn't know what Eve in the end. And he was one of the bright spots on passion. There wasn't one time where like Julian ever really got on my nerves. Like, even when he was married to Teresa temporarily, I felt more sorry for him than Teresa. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, they're two great actors that contributed a lot to their craft, to the industry. They will be missed. And they live long lives. I mean. I, I hope to live as long as they did. I, I want to be sick, though. Now, if I'm going to be sick, you can run a bitch over and sit. 
But if I if I'm gonna be still kicking the nasty like Betty White and Marla Gibbs, bring it on. Kicking it nasty. Okay, noted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, two amazing men. Uh, just looking at Quinn Redeker, who was popular in two huge roles on that show that are so historical. Um, you know, Nikki's father that she killed. Um, and then with Rex Sterling being Gina and um, Danny's father. And just like you said, Tiggs, I too believe he was the absolutely love of Catherine Chancellor's life. Um, and then Ben Masters, you know, I have said many a times that Passions was the worst hope created. However, the acting on that show a lot of the times was done by exquisitely trained actors. And Ben was definitely one of them. Um, he just brought so much to Julian Crane and he made you believe those wacky stories. And he even made you believe the stories that were just grounded in a rich, dysfunctional family. Um, so yes, they will be missed so, so, so much. Um, in the meantime, Alan, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? You can find our Rappa. I started working on my new column. This time I'm going to do an etiquette guide for some Twitter because you, you bitches need it. Alan, good night. You're going to assholes on Twitter lately. So, yeah. It needs something that needs to be said. Definitely. Um, yeah, you go in there with your Nene leaks. I said what I said, energy. <laughs> I'm ready to read. Um, Rodrigo, what about you, my dear? Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on that bird app at Rodrigo's World 81. Awesome. Tiggs, what about you, my dear? The Bin Master Part 2. Very good. And you can find me on Twitter at KCS Hutch. You can find our show on Twitter as well at the chat underscore podcast. And you can also find it on Facebook at the chat show podcast. And we will see you all next week for our co-host Chaz's birthday show uh, with special guest Sally Sussman Marina. We can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.